Good morning, Orlando. Good Friday morning to you. Glad you're with us right off the top at 6 o'clock for our very first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right here, right now for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning, Democrats debate at West Palm. We'll have details coming up in one minute. So, is the media the enemy of the people? My take and yours next on Good Morning Orlando. 601 on News Radio 1025. The five Democrats running for governor met in West Palm Beach last night for their final debate before the primary election. The Democrats' lack of success in recent statewide elections came up. Orlando businessman Chris King. You know, I've argued that the Democrats have been very good at losing statewide elections since 2000. This year, we can change that. But we only do that if we have the courage to take on some of the most powerful interests in this state that have stood in the way of progress. Palm Beach billionaire Jeff Green says the Democrats' biggest problem has been a lack of money. We've been outspent by Republicans over and over again. People say that Florida is a purple state or a swing state. It's neither. It's a blue state that unfortunately has been outspent. Look at the last election. Rick Scott spent $120 million and we only spent $50 million. We lost by 1%. So that's going to be different this year. The primary election takes place August 28th. Early voting starts August 17th in Orange and Osceola counties and August 18th in Seminole. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A teenager with two outstanding warrants is dead after a standoff with Orange County deputies. According to Sheriff Jerry Demings, deputies approached the home on Woodland Drive in Paradise Heights yesterday, finding both the 19-year-old suspect and his grandmother there. They saw the subject that was wanted inside the home. Uh, At that time, the individual uh, produced a handgun, pointed it at the deputies. They retreated from the front door along with the grandmother. After a tense waiting period, Deming says the suspect came out of the home armed. Deputies hit him with a hard plastic bullet, but he retreated and opened fire from inside the front door of the house. Deputies returned fire and killed him. Five deputies have been placed on paid administrative leave while the standoff is investigated by the FDLE. U.S. Senator Marco Rubio is introducing his paid family leave bill. The Florida Republican calls it a conservative solution for working American families. What we're offering is an option for working American parents to take up to 12 weeks of leave when a new child is born and to use some of their own money from their own Social Security benefits to help compensate for the lack of a paycheck. Rubio says parents would pay back the Social Security benefits by either delaying retirement for a certain amount of time or by taking reduced benefits for a certain amount of time until the advance is paid off. It's a different kind of approach to this issue of family leave. We're going to debate it in the 7 o'clock hour right here, Alan. The FDA says the tainted McDonald's salad outbreak has been linked to salad mixes from a California produce company. Salinas-based Fresh Express was the supplier of the bagged salads tainted with cyclospora parasites. The fast food company had to halt all salad sales at 3,000 McDonald's franchises as a precaution because of the multi-state outbreak that has sickened nearly 400 people. And a famous wrestler is celebrating a victory outside the ring. WWE superstar Kane is the new mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. No kidding. He's a Republican, real name Glenn Jacobs, and he defeated his Democratic opponent by a 2-to-1 margin in yesterday's election. 
And just in case, Kane did have a metal folding chair nearby. And body slammed him in the polls. There you go. Is he wearing a championship belt? <laughs> he I, is now. He should be, yeah. <laughs> WFLA News time is 6.05. A pet pig scares away a would-be burglar from an Indiana home. That story's online at 1025wfla.com. Yeah, good for something. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. I thought pigs were good for bacon, but oh. I guess that's no longer true, is it? That's mean, bud. Okay, okay. Here come the PETA tweets and uh, the protest lines outside the station. And that's just me. <laughs> and we're only getting started. Alan, thank you so much. Alan Spector brings us the news on Friday. Yaffe at his usual station, executive producing in the control room. Alongside him is uh, Stephanie. She'll be screening your calls at 407-916-5400. Text me at 23680. Steph, what is that between you and me? Is that a purse? Or is that a, a a suitcase big enough to be checked <laughs> luggage on a flight? What is that thing? I can't even see you. It's my new Tory Burch bag. What? What? What is that? It's a bag. Well, what? A, ba- a purse, a bag. Is that all I have to carry your phone in here? Yeah. I thought it was a sample of Trump's wall. <laughs> <laughs> right? It does. It looks like the first big brick in the wall or something. <laughs> Is there any possible way you might move that to another position so I can see your smiling face? I mean, I guess I could if you really want me to. Holy smokes. <laughs> it's a total eclipse of the call screener. You, you don't come between a girl and her purse, though. How much did that I set mean, you back? See, yeah, if he knows. How much did that set you back? Um, uh, yeah, none like of my darn something. business, right? Huh? Three something? Three something? Just huh. don't tell my parents. I put it on their card. Oh, no. my. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying 300 yeah. something? Yeah, I won't tell your mom <laughs> okay, who yeah, listens faithfully her. every morning. She's we in New York right now, so it's all good. iHeartRadio, she can get us anywhere in the app. Oh, that's right. It comes with one of those uh, searchlights so you can find stuff inside it. Yes, you would have <laughs> to do that. The dark corners would exactly. be far from view. <laughs> that wouldn't even qualify as a carry-on in most airlines. <laughs> She's taking some... Some heavy incoming here. Sure. Welcome aboard, Steph. Good Friday morning to you, darling. Good morning <laughs> to you. <laughs> All right. We're ready to go with the question of the day. And boy, are we loaded for bear on this, just as Sarah Sanders was when Jim Acosta ripped into her on the issue of whether or not the president is right when he says the media is the enemy of the people. We'll get into all of it, the latest Trump take on this, both the Donald and Ivanka, and yours as well. If I asked you this morning, well, I am asking you right now, okay? We're on the 50,000-watt front porch together, just you and me and thousands of others. Is the media the enemy of the people? What is your view on that question? 407-916-5400. Text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. We're diving in from the Frontgate Realty Studio. From your cell, hit pound 250, keyword real estate. First up, of course, and a, an update for you on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. I'll have that in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I will give you my take on um, the question I'm posing. Do you agree with the president that the media is the enemy of the people or not? 407 916 5400. I'd like to hear your reasons why you feel as you do. Our text line is 23680. Standard message and data rates apply. 
Um, yesterday, it got ugly in the White House briefing room. Earlier this week at the uh, big Trump rally for DeSantis over in Tampa at the fairgrounds, it got really ugly every time CNN anchor Wolf Blitzer cued to Chief White House correspondent Jim Acosta, who was covering the rally. And as soon as the TV lights went on, the big crowd, two hours as it turned out, before Trump even appeared at the rally, let Acosta and CNN have it while he was reporting. Remember? Well, just to give you a sense as to what's happening right now, you can hear there is a chorus of boos and other chants from this Trump crowd here in Tampa, Florida. They're saying things like CNN sucks, go home, and fake news. Wolf, obviously, all of those things are false. We're staying right here. We're going to do our job and report on this rally to all of our viewers here tonight. Wolf. So yesterday, White House reporter for CNN, Jim Acosta, got into it with White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders, and boy, was she ever ready for it. I think it would be a good thing if you were to say right here uh, at this briefing that the press, the people who are gathered in this room right now, uh, doing their jobs every day, asking questions of officials like the ones you brought forward earlier, are not the enemy of the people. I, I think we... We deserve that. I think the president has made his position known. I also think it's ironic. I'm I'm trying to answer your question. I I politely waited, and I even called on you, despite the fact that you interrupted me while calling on your colleague. I said it's ironic. Which is why I interrupted. I'm trying. But if you you finish, if you would not mind letting me have a follow-up, that would be fine. It's ironic. Jim, uh, that not only you and the media attack the president for his rhetoric uh, when they frequently lower the level of conversation in this country. Repeatedly, repeatedly, the media resorts to personal attacks without any content other than to incite anger. Uh, The media has attacked me personally on a number of occasions, including your own network, said I should be harassed as a life sentence, that I should be choked. ICE officials are not welcomed in their place of worship and personal information is shared on the Internet. When I was hosted by the Correspondents Association, of which almost all of you are members of, you brought a comedian up to attack my appearance and call me a traitor to my own gender. In fact, as I know, um, as far as I know, I'm the first press secretary in the history of the United States that's required Secret Service protection. The media continues to ratchet up the verbal assault against the president and everyone in this administration. And certainly we have a role to play, but the media has a role to play for the discourse in this country as well. And, and sir, if you don't mind, if I, if, hold on, if I may follow up, if I may follow up, excuse me, you did not say in the course of those remarks that you just made that the press is not the enemy of the people. Are we to take it from what you just said? We all get put through the ringer. We all get put in the meat grinder in this town, and you're no exception. And I'm sorry that that happened to you. I wish that that, that had not happened. But for, for the sake of this, this room, the people who are in this room, this democracy, this country, all the people around the world are watching what you're saying, Sarah, and the White House for the United States of America, the President of the United States, should not refer to us as the enemy of the people. His own daughter acknowledges that, and all I'm asking you to do, Sarah, is to acknowledge that right now and right here. I, I appreciate your passion. I share it. Um, I've addressed this question. I've addressed my personal feelings. I'm here to speak on behalf of the president. He's made his comments clear. Sarah Sanders, Jim Acosta from CNN. The big showdown there. All of it posted on the website by Yaffe1025WFLA.com. Keyword, Budman. Later in the day, the president tweeted this. They asked my daughter Ivanka whether or not the media is the enemy of the people. She correctly said no. It is the fake news. 
which is a large percentage of the media that is the enemy of the people, a theme the president carried to his raucous jam-packed rally in Pennsylvania last night. They can make anything bad because they are the fake, fake, disgusting news. I will tell you what I think about this. As a member of the media for decades, television and radio news, I have some strong opinions on this, and I have some statistics to back me up. The question on the table on the 50,000-watt front porch this morning is the president right when he says the media is the enemy of the people, which he qualified to to say it's the fake news outlets, and then he named them in a later tweet. It's CNN and the usual suspects. What's your take on it? 407-916-5400. Text me at 23680. Standard message and data rate supply. We'll continue as we as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic first, and that's only two minutes away, so don't go away. We're right here for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA FM and AM 540. I've never been totally with the president, whom I back enthusiastically on most things, when he threw the big, broad blanket over all of the media, saying the media are the enemy of the people. I'm a member of the media. I don't think I'm the enemy of the people. I'm certainly not the enemy of the president. There are lots of terrifically responsible media outlets across this country. And the free press is a guarantee in our Constitution, in the Bill of Rights. We know that to be true. But what's the enemy of the people are the journalists and the organizations who employ them who are using their public platform and their freedom of the press to drive a political agenda and to deceive the public and to shade or slant the truth and sometimes outright lie to the American people because their liberal agenda justifies any means. Look it up. 90% of the coverage of Trump has been negative. 90%. Does he bring some of it on his own? Of course he does, but not nearly all of it. We have never seen a press as invested in the destruction of a president or a presidency as we are seeing now with Trump and the media. 85% of journalists in polls are shown to be liberals. They vote for Democrats. 85%. They'll all claim they are not biased when they're on the job. Don't you believe it for a second. And in surveys, more than 90% of journalists in the last election, they donated to Hillary Clinton. And the overwhelming majority voted for her, not Trump. Just some of the evidence of the bias in the media. I think it's right. The president has been a little bit forced to do this. To, to say, wait a minute, it's not the whole media is the enemy of the people. It is the fake news, the ones who are invested in his, in his destruction. Now, let me just say this one more thing. The president comes out of corporate America. I think he envisioned that he could use the media the way he would use the public relations arm of his corporation or the way other public relations arm that all big companies have, right, to promote themselves to put their best foot forward out there. 
and that the media would be the version in his presidency of the PR wing of a corporation. That's what he came out of. But that is not what the media can or should be expected to be. But fairness is another thing, and that is totally lacking. Let's go to Kevin in Melbourne. You were first on. 30 seconds on this. Go ahead. Yes, but I agree with the president, and I know exactly what he meant. He didn't have to qualify it. I knew what he meant. He was talking about outlets like CNN, MSNBC, CBS, NBC, ABC, the Washington Post, and the New York Times. Those are definitely uh, left-wing propaganda networks and outlets of supposed news. But No question about it. I agree with that. Olin, quickly to Palm Bay. 30 seconds. Go ahead. Hey, uh, good morning, bud. Yeah, I agree with the president 100%. You know, the liberal media has uh, uh, 90% uh, reporting on it's bad, you know, 10% good. And they have always been against him and the 65 million Americans that voted for President Trump. Thank you, Olin, very much. The text line, Yaffe, and your take as well, please. Uh, yes, but a lot of people saying that uh, they agree with Trump. One person says Sarah Sanders is awesome. Oh, yeah. If there is ever a civil war in this country again, it will be the media that will have provoked it. Another person said, I consider the media to be self-serving, which is a major contrast from its constitutional purpose. My problem is when you say the media, the enemy of the people, it's too broad a brush. Simple as that. Too big a blanket. And the president needed to narrow it down, and he did, and I'm glad he did. Yeah, I, I really don't like the rhetoric because basically Trump doesn't like media that disagrees with him. And if that was my corporate PR division yeah. analogy. I mean, if could you imagine if Obama kept coming out and saying talk radio was the enemy of the American people? I mean, we would have been outraged at that. And so this is just the other side of it. I understand Trump's frustration because they have been really negative towards him. I just don't like the rhetoric, the term enemy of the people. There you go. More coming up on this. We'll get back into it later. And those of you who couldn't get in will have an opportunity. So um, please be patient with me. There are lots more we need to talk about. Rock solid, uh, hot talk topics being served up here on the 50,000 watt front porch for you until 9 o'clock. Alan Spector joining us with a news update. An exciting milestone for the U.S. space program. Coming up today, what's the story? Bud, NASA makes a big announcement at the Johnson Space Center in Houston later this morning. The space agency will tell us which of their astronauts will fly on the two test flights of private U.S. spacecraft. Two U.S. companies, SpaceX and Boeing, have been developing their own spacecraft capable of transporting humans, part of NASA's commercial crew programs. These companies will be working for NASA at a lower rate than what Russia charges for spacecraft transportation to bring American astronauts to and from the International Space Station. NASA has selected veteran space flyers, Sunita Williams, Eric Bowe, Bob Behnken, and Doug Hurley to be the first to fly aboard these space taxis. NASA today will say which two will fly on SpaceX's Dragon, and who flies on Boeing's CST-100 Starliner. Eben Brown, Fox News. SpaceX, meanwhile, test-fired a Falcon 9 booster at Cape Canaveral Air Force Station yesterday. That rocket is scheduled for launch next Tuesday at 1.18 in the morning. It'll be carrying an Indonesian communications satellite into orbit. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. 
Florida's annual back-to-school sales tax holiday is underway. People will be able to save money and not pay sales tax on any uh, shoes, clothes, uh, bags, backpacks under $60, and any school supplies under $15. Unfortunately, this year there will be no technology included in the holiday. James Miller of the Florida Retail Federation says the tax holiday continues until 11.59 p.m. on Sunday. And he reminds you it's not just for students. Anyone could take advantage of the tax-free holiday. A Tampa woman and wife of an Iraq war vet faces deportation. 39-year-old Alejandra Juarez has been in the country for more than 20 years after escaping violence in Mexico. Her husband says he voted for Donald Trump in the 2016 election and wrote a letter to the president requesting a reprieve. If Juarez is not reprieved, she'll be deported today. Governor Rick Scott won't say whether there'll be an investigation into the into a conduit, the vendor that messed up SunPass, but Scott insists the SunPass toll processing problems will be fixed. We're holding the vendor accountable. Um, they were not paying them. We're finding out exactly what happened. But the way, if you look at the process, what you want to do, let's go fix the problem, and then we'll find out what happened to try to make sure it never happens again. Scott says the Department of Transportation will reimburse SunPass users of any overdraft fees caused by the mess. When asked if he's been politically supported by conduit, the governor responded that campaign donors know what he stands for and there is no conflict of interest. Donald Trump Jr. is comparing Democrats to Nazis. The president's eldest son attended the premiere of a new documentary by conservative filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza last night. After the movie, Trump Jr. said the platform of the Democratic National Committee is awfully similar to the Nazi Party's platform in the 1930s. WFLA News Time is 6.37. I'm Alan Spector. News Radio 102.5 WFLA. Get these stories and more at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now. Thank you, Alan. Lots of business news, either already in or to come before this day is done. And with it all, Gina Cervetti joining us live from New York City's Bloomberg Newsroom with a Friday Bloomberg Business Report. Take it away, Gina. What you got? All right. Good morning, bud. It's Jobs Friday. More on that in a minute. We have the stock futures kind of quiet here as investors await that big jobs report an hour before Wall Street's opening bell. We had Apple lifting tech yesterday, hitting that $1 trillion market capitalization milestone, and stocks ended mostly higher. The S&P was up 14, or one-half of 1% to 2827. The Nasdaq surged 95, or just over 1% to 78.03. The Dow ended flat, down about 8 to 25,326. The Bloomberg Orlando Index edged two-tenths percent higher. And just to circle back to Apple here for a moment, it did become the first U.S.-based company with a stock stock market value of more than a trillion dollars. The shares closed at $207.39 four decades after Apple was co-founded by Steve Jobs in a garage. Apple was worth about $350 billion when Jobs died in 2011, as CEO Tim Cook has led the creation of even more stock market value than his former boss and mentor. It's astounding, the story that Apple is writing. And as you said, it's Jobs Friday. Uh, What do we need to know? What is the prediction on how today will play out? Well, you may remember the last report was much better than what economists were expecting. Now, today, economists surveyed by Bloomberg are looking for job gains of 193,000, with the unemployment rate slipping to 3.9 from 4 percent. Average hourly earnings expected to rise 2.7 percent from a year ago. The report is due an hour before Wall Street's opening bell. 
All right, and Disney is feeling something I don't think it feels often, (laughs) seller's remorse. What's this all about? Well, Bud, sources tell Bloomberg that the company tried to buy back the television rights to Star Wars movies from AT&T's Turner Broadcasting so that it can offer them on a new streaming video service. But Disney was met with resistance. Turner has the rights to show the films online and on its cable networks, which include TNT and TBS. Until 2024, Disney sold certain rights to Turner in 2016. That was before it completed its plans for the new streaming service. Most interesting. And before you go, for folks who are out there looking for a new job, you've got some encouraging news this morning. Yes, this comes to us from CareerBuilder. A new survey shows 63% of U.S. employers plan to hire full-time permanent workers before the end of the year. That's up from 60% last year. More good news, too. 45% plan to boost starting salaries on new job offers. 58% of employers will boost pay for current employees before the year is over. All right, fair enough, Gina. Always a pleasure when you join us. Enjoy your weekend. We'll catch you Monday morning from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City. Thank you, bud. Have a great weekend. All right, thank you so much. We certainly plan to. I got to tell you, can you hear that rumble in the distance? It's coming our way. It is the Trump train running wide open these days. And I have the story. I don't think there's any way we can stop it. So we're all just going to have to just... Hop on the train as it goes whizzing by moments from now. The Trump train headed our way. You're going to love this. We'll get to it in just a moment right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFL. Really disheartening when you see people with such a lack of conscience and character, you know, who would leave the scene of a, a very serious accident they caused, you know, and just bolt, you know. Not the first instinct to help their fellow man. Awful story out of Polk County. Great story for President Trump. Rasmussen reports in their daily presidential tracking poll, the president now has 50% approval among likely U.S. voters as we approach the midterm elections. You may say, well, 50% isn't all that much. Listen, you Trump haters, that's five points better than Obama had at the same point in his presidency in the very, very same Rasmussen Daily tracking poll to give you a little bit of perspective. The president is on a roll. The country is on a roll because of the policies he brought to the executive office he now holds and has driven relentlessly. And he was all too happy to list them last night at that huge, sold-out, raucous rally on behalf of U.S. Senate candidate Republican Lou Barletta up in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Let's listen. This is an incredible time. You see what's happening? We are respected again. We are respected again. Our economy is soaring. Our jobs are booming. Factories are pouring back into our country. They're coming from all over the world. We're defending our workers. We're protecting our Constitution. We're crushing the terrorists. We're taking care of our vets. We love our vets. Love our vets. Our military is stronger than ever before, $700 billion. 
and the forgotten men and women of the United States are forgotten no more. Boy, he really lays it out. Powerful message. People more often than not, history shows us it's undeniable, vote with their wallets and pocketbooks. If the economy is roaring like it is under Trump right now, that is a huge plus for Republicans. No question. His foreign policy, he's in the face of everybody from our allies to our enemies to our adversaries, NATO, North Korea when needed, Russia when needed, and it's working. We are respected on the world stage. The whole border issue, I think, and securing the border it resonates with the lion's share of the American public. And uh, the Trump train is roaring wide open. Just a couple of more quick exhibits here. According to Labor Department stats out this week, American workers received their biggest pay raise in nearly a decade over the period from July last year until this June with employee compensation across the economy rising nearly 3%. Now we have 4% plus growth rate, et cetera. We'll have the jobs report this morning. Oh, by the way, how strong is the economy? People are making it on their own now in numbers they haven't in a long time. Since Trump became president, 3.5 million people have been lifted off the food stamp SNAP program. The Trump train running wide open. Why is the U.S. Army having trouble attracting qualified recruits, so much so that they are lowering the standards, lowering the bar? It concerns me. We'll talk about it here, and particularly those of you who are active duty in the Army or, or served in the Army, you'll certainly want to listen closely and uh, help me understand what is happening and why this needs to be done. It is ahead. 407-916-5400 if you want to get in early. And our text line, 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Yaffe, I definitely want you to weigh in on this because you brought this story to my attention. It is an Associated Press exclusive report. First graph, under the gun to increase the size of the force, the United States Army is issuing more waivers for past drug use or bad conduct by recruits and pouring an extra $200 million into bonuses this year to attract and retain soldiers in a very competitive job environment, okay? Of course, that's a byproduct of the fact that the president has the economy on fire and people are hiring all over the place, and the Army needs to compete to get the numbers that they need. They're trying to um, increase the size of the force, and they need thousands more. But it looks to me like, even though the Army denies this, that they are lowering the bar, the standards for people um, to get people into the United States Army just to get the numbers up, taking people they never would have taken before. Um, there, are, there are enlistment waivers uh, throughout all the branches of the military, and there always have been. I mean, you can't take everybody. You know, all their issues you know, have to do with bad eyesight, have to do with bad feet, maybe a asthma or something, skin problems, serious conditions lingering effects of sport in, uh, sports inter injuries or whatever it happens to be, whatever would make you unable to do the job of, um, of somebody who's out in combat in the United States Army. But now, now they're looking the other way or essentially um, waving the waivers, if you will, uh, to bring a lot more of these recruits on they normally would not have taken the data AP has uncovered shows the Army has increasingly brought in recruits that need conduct, 
or drug waivers. Um, and the numbers continue to go up. Army officials defend the conduct waivers, saying that while a small number may be for major crimes, most involve recruits who face misdemeanor charges or were ultimately found guilty of lesser charges or never convicted at all. A waiver is required, for example, they say, even if the recruit was a juvenile and the charge was dismissed after restitution, community service, or other conditions were met. The bottom line is, the fact is, they have lowered the bar here as I see it. Correct me if I'm wrong, 407-916-5400. And, uh, and I hate to see that. I know it's a competitive environment, but I think it speaks to what's going on in alarming and growing numbers among our young people from which the recruits are drawn. There are more people into crime, more people into drugs than ever before. You know, I'm actually kind of torn on this because you're right. It is lowering the bar, but I feel like the Army would probably be good for a lot of those people. Well, I agree with that, but they shouldn't have to play that role, okay, of whipping people into shape in that regard and helping them to overcome their drug addiction, you know, or their their tendency toward lawlessness. I just don't know. It just, I, I hate the idea that it has come to this. And I think it is a lowering yeah. of the bar. John, you're in Winter Garden on this. What do you think, John? Bud, man, I went to service 1964, about five days after I turned 17. Uh, we did not have to have a high school diploma back then. And courts, judges would give people the option, go to jail or go on the service. And over the decades, Bud and Ann, I've met a lot of people that that was their options when they went in the service. And Bud Man, the yeah. service straightened them out. They did their career. Some of them stayed for 20. Some of them did their four. But they changed them. They got out. They got married. They went to school, and they raised a family. I don't have a problem with lowering the standard. And I don't understand why it was changed. But, of course, today the military boot camp is not what it was back when I went in. Not as tough when now, I, right? <laughs> not as tough You're then. right. They're, they're, they're a bunch of wimps. They're wimps. The military's <laughs> got their hands cut. We took care of those that didn't want to conform to the standard. How did, how, how did you do that, uh, John? There were very simple the old days, you had a problem with a guy that was affecting the entire company. It's just like in the old days, you went out behind the barn and you had an education. Uh-huh. And and I, I, am, I imagine that you taught a few courses in that regard yourself. Uh, very much so, bud, man. <laughs> hey, thank and, you. I wish I had more time, John. You are awesome. Love your service. And I love your patriotic fervor. And that was a terrific call. I thank you so much. Democratic candidates for governor in the state of Florida debating once again. Marco Rubio introducing his paid family leave bill. And we'll talk about that right after Alan Spector sets the table with our news at the top of the hour. Good morning from us all. Good morning, Orlando, on a Friday from the Frontgate Realty Studio. From your cell, just hit pound 250, keyword real estate. Good morning, Orlando, at 7 o'clock. Good morning, Orlando. Wonderful to have you with us here on a Friday morning off the top of the 7 o'clock hour. And you're just in time as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right here, right now for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning, a final debate between the Democrats running for governor. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. And Marco Rubio unveils his approach to family leave. My take.
traffic and yours next on Good Morning Orlando. 704 on News Radio 1025. Standing up to President Donald Trump was among the topics addressed by the five Democratic candidates running for governor as they debated in West Palm Beach last night. Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum says he's already on record in favor of Trump's impeachment. So if you want to talk about standing up to the president, you can follow my lead. Uh, We've led on this issue. Donald Trump is a danger to himself and to the rest of the country. And as far as I'm concerned, to the rest of the world, he's undeserving of the title of president of the United States. Former Congresswoman Gwen Graham says when it comes to standing up to Trump, it starts by never letting his behavior pass as normal. Well, as a mom, I am appalled with what this president represents. We can never normalize it. We can never make it okay because this is what is speaking to the future generations of Americans. This was the final Democratic debate prior to the primary election on August 28th. Early voting starts August 17th in Orange and Osceola counties and August 18th in Seminole. And Graham way ahead in the polls in the um, on the Democrat side and DeSantis pulling away from Putnam on the Republican side. And hey, we're inside a month till the primary. We'll see what happens. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A standoff in the Paradise Heights neighborhood near Apopka ended yesterday with a 19-year-old man shot and killed by Orange County SWAT deputies. Sheriff Jerry Deming says that after a tense waiting period, the suspect came out of the home armed. Deputies hit him with a hard plastic bullet, but that didn't stop him. The individual uh, came back to the front door, firing rounds uh, out of the door at the deputy sheriffs. They returned fire and uh, ultimately mortally wounded the individual. Deming says deputies had originally gone to the house because the suspect had two outstanding warrants for aggravated assault and armed robbery. Five deputies involved in the standoff are on paid administrative leave pending an FDLE investigation. At Tampa, a woman is charged with killing her child by throwing her into the Hillsborough River. The four-year-old girl's body was found in the water near Rome Avenue and Allen Street, and she was taken to the hospital where she was pronounced dead. The charges against 26-year-old Shakela Denson include first-degree murder, but police have not revealed a motive. U.S. Senator Marco Rubio is proposing a paid parental leave program. It's for people who've given birth to a new child or who have adopted one. The Florida Republicans' bill would give couples an advance on their Social Security benefits to pay for at least two months of family leave. We're not creating a new program. We're simply creating an, an option that allows people to use an existing program, part of an existing program, earlier. Rubio says the plan does not raise taxes or cause any economic upset. He says the advance on benefits would be repaid either through couples delaying retirement for up to six months or through taking reduced retirement benefits until the amount is paid off. A lot of controversy around this plan, and we'll examine it and find out what folks think here in just a moment, Alan. Believe it or not, fire conditions in Northern California could get worse this weekend. In areas where crews are struggling to contain the biggest fires in the state, Conditions could be especially dangerous around Redding, where the car fire has destroyed more than a 1,000 homes and hundreds of other buildings. And UCF is in the top 25 of a preseason college football poll. The Amway Coaches Poll ranks the Knights 23rd in the country. Florida State is 19th. Miami is 8th. Florida is unranked. Alabama is number one. No surprise with Alabama, but it's great to see the UCF Knights getting some love early on. Of course, they finished in the top ten last year, so yeah. kind of a drop-off, actually, but mm. you got to start somewhere. WFLA News Time is 7.08.
Scott Bayo accuses his former Charles in Charge co-star of harassing him and his wife. Once again, only the biggest stories online at 1025wfla.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. And a good, good morning to you on a beautiful Friday morning alongside Alan Spector, the Bud Man here, and Yaffe at the controls. Stephanie will be taking your calls when you join the conversation, as we hope you will, on this um, new approach to family leave unveiled by Florida Senator Marco Rubio. 407-916-5400 if you want to talk, and our text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. My question is, the Rubio proposal, is he kind of sounding like a compassionate conservative or maybe like a closet liberal? My take and yours on the Rubio family leave plan, tapping into Social Security to pay for it. Good news, bad news. You like the plan or not? What would you tell Rubio if you were face-to-face with him? 407-916-5400, 407-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. We'll get to that right after we update Atlanta's news, weather, and traffic, and I'll do that for you in just two minutes, so stick around on News Radio 1025 WFLA. So a little bit more on this um, approach by Rubio. Kudos to him for thinking outside the box on it, but I'm not a fan of this program by what I have come to know of it. Rubio's bill would allow parents of newborns to receive a Social Security benefit paying a portion of their wages for at least two months while they stay off the job. Later in life, they would delay the date, it is reported, at which they begin receiving Social Security retirement benefits to make up for the amount withdrawn during their leave. The Democrats have family leave plans. They involve higher taxes, of course. They're the Democrats, okay? This involves, I think, creating an entitlement, rating Social Security, undermining its long-term financial viability still further, and that, as we know, is already in jeopardy. Um I can tell you this, Yaffe, if you want to if you want to see just where the rest of the Republican Party is on this, he's not getting a lot of love. He has no co-sponsors for his approach to family leave. And unless he gets something, this is never even going to hit the floor in the United States Senate, much less winding up becoming um becoming law. But a lot of developed countries have family leave programs, okay, at the government finance or whatever. But a lot of those developed countries, you know, are, are, are more, you know, on the social socialist end of the spectrum, you know, and, and it's the big brother cradle to grave concept here. Um, employers provide family leave and a certain percentage of American companies, but there are a lot of companies where people work for where that is not available to them. Where are you on the Rubio plan? What are your concerns? I mean, other than I have many of the same concerns you do, especially since Social Security is already having problems, and this could make that even worse. I understand what Rubio is trying to do. He's trying to sort of address this issue without creating another new entitlement, without raising taxes. But I think that's going to end up being the result because he's sort of opened the door to that. 
he's given into the premise of the left that the government needs to be involved in this when really the government has no role in this at all. I don't think it's necessary. How would you like to see family um, leave provided? As it is now, essentially, you know, it, it, it is a perk. It is something that would yes. attract you to work for a certain company. The company wants to provide it because it, it brings them more of the people they really want on the workforce, particularly young ones through their childbearing age. And this is something that could, you know, this could be the deal maker to get somebody on board that you really want if you do provide it. If you don't, it's at your peril in the competitive marketplace, uh, marketplace when others who do the same kind of thing you do make it available to employees. Yeah, I could not have said it better myself. I think it's fine the way it is. Why does the government need to be involved in this at all? We Some companies just cannot afford to pay people not to work, and that's essentially what happens here. That is essentially what happens here. And, um, Tony, you were first on the line. You'll be first on the phones, 407-916-5400. Be patient. I'll be with you in a couple of minutes. I don't want to lose you. Our text line is always available, never busy, 23680. Standard message and data rates apply there. And if you just want to look at the politics of it, is Rubio sounding to you this morning with this proposal on family leave through Social Security? Is, is, that, is that a compassionate conservative? Or is that a Rubio who bills himself as a conservative Republican sounding a little too much like he might be a closet liberal, at least on this? What's your reaction to what you have heard this morning? We'll get to it in a second. All right, we've laid out the basics of the uh, Rubio family leave plan tied into Social Security. Tony, good morning from Orlando. What do you think? Hey, the what man. What's going on, pal? Well, I don't know. You tell me. That's why you're on. Go ahead. Well, you know, this guy seems like a nice guy, but I think uh, when it comes to politics, I think he's a little loose in the head. I he mean, is. First, he, he was worried about the changing of the clock. Now he's worried about, I'm a man. I got I to gotta take off from work and stay home and change diapers for six months. Don't they have maternity leave? I mean, what does this guy do? You got nothing better to do? <laughs> what about the boss? What about the owner of the company? Now he's got to she's got to train somebody for six months to come in. Then this guy gets his job. But this guy, I don't know. I think this guy's a liberal Democrat. They can believe he's a Republican. Ah, so you're into the closet liberal side oh, of the equation. Doubt. Without a doubt. And it was a, he's worried about changing the clock now. He's worried about this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did want to yeah get us on uh, daylight saving time the whole year round, which is a total nightmare for how late the sun comes up in the winter. And under do he just sits there and thinks of things. I guess. I don't know. Thank you very much. Obviously, <laughs> I love that call. <laughs> uh, Tony's great. And obviously, the next time Rubio runs, he'll be looking for votes somewhere else other than in Tony's it's a, area. It's a little loose in the head. Uh, a little bit, yeah. What's he thinking of? <laughs> <laughs> what do you see? A text line is fired up. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of texts on this, but uh, Tony, but we love you, man. <laughs> one person, <laughs> one person said it's a joke. People don't save enough. Now they're going to dip into Social Security. What's next? Um, another person said, pass the law without the financial aspect when people save the money to take off the time themselves. So pass the law that they can take off the time, but not that it's paid for. And um, what about personal responsibility for crying out loud? I mean, listen, you know, if you can't afford to have kids, maybe you shouldn't be having kids. That's and a good part point. of deciding whether or not you can afford to have kids is, well, wait a minute, we're going to want to stay home and take care of them. Can we afford to do that? 
Yeah, you're exactly right. And one person actually makes that point as well, said childbirth is not a surprise. I saved up and negotiated a leave of absence to be home with my wife and daughter. No government needed. That was your point. Yeah, exactly right. Um, another person another person said the government has no business getting into private lives. I'd have more respect for Rubio if he came out in favor of privatizing Social Security so it would actually be there for people's future retirement. Steph, you're our screener. Get in on this because you were just gyrating all over the place a moment ago when I went on my little tirade about if you can't afford to have kids. Maybe you shouldn't be having kids. I love that. I totally agree with you on that. Do you? What about the <laughs> Rubio plan here? What about the concept of family leave? And not only for the mom, but for the dad if they want it too. Oh, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Not a fan? No. I mean, what you said, bud, you know, maybe they shouldn't have kids if they're not prepared to have kids. It's really common sense, but people get offended by that. When you say stuff like that, people really get offended. It, Good. It's unbelievable. They ought to be. They <laughs> ought to be. Exactly. Because I'm offended that you think somebody else ought to be picking up the tab you ought to be picking up. Yeah, that's the a good point. The boss at work. I'm offended by the fact that you think you're entitled to that. You are not entitled to it. By the way, but I uh, got a bunch of texts as well that says uh, Rubio being a closet liberal. It's a good analogy that he definitely is one. One person says... He's a full-blown socialized Democrat. Whoa, man, oh, man, I don't know. That could be a bridge too far. I'm sure Marco would consider it to be that. All right, we're still smiling from Tony's call, man. I love Tony's just great. When he gets on a roll, there are few more fun to listen to, and he's always got great insights. Always got great insights. We're big fans of the U.S. space program here on WFLA. And good morning, Orlando. And this, in that regard, Alan, is a very big day. It is, bud. Today, NASA will introduce the astronauts who will make the first test flights on commercial space rockets. And they could be in space as early as next spring. SpaceX plans to launch its Crew Dragon rocket in November. And if that goes smoothly, it could launch it again with astronauts on board in April Boeing plans to launch its CST-100 Starliner late this year or early next year. It's targeting a flight with a crew on board for mid-2019. Man, no more relying on the Russians to get us up to the space station. That's the whole deal. Yep. Meanwhile, SpaceX is preparing for yet another early morning launch from the Space Coast. A Falcon 9 rocket carrying an Indonesian communications satellite is scheduled to lift off from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station next Tuesday at 1.18 a.m. Yesterday, SpaceX test-fired the rocket booster. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Florida's back-to-school sales tax holiday began just after midnight this morning. James Miller of the Florida Retail Federation reminds you that everyone can take advantage of the tax break. It's actually not just for people with students. It's not just for students. It's for people of all ages. So if you're a a business professional looking to maybe pick up a shirt or some shoes or a a retiree looking to buy some clothes or anybody of all ages are are allowed to take part in this. We encourage them to get out there and do so. Between now and midnight Sunday, no sales tax will be collected on clothing, shoes and accessories selling for $60 or less for each item. School supplies that are $15 or less are also tax free. 
In Tampa, to promote the sales tax holiday, Governor Rick Scott was asked about the mess with SunPass. We're holding the vendor accountable. We're making sure nobody has any fines or, or penalties. We're going to come up with a process where if anybody has had any overdrafts, that you know the DOT will reimburse them if it's been caused by this. And my expectation is that the vendor will be held accountable. We'll find out exactly what happened. Scott stopped short of saying there will be an investigation into Conduent, the vendor in charge of updating the SunPass system in June. There are still problems with processing tolls, and the Florida Department of Transportation believes everything will be fixed by next month. We sure hope so. What a mess it is. And there's a controversy because Conduent has donated to uh, Rick Scott's campaign. So there's that issue out there as well this morning. But he assured us there's no conflict of interest. So, you know, let's move. And we hope there's not. Let's move on. In Tampa, a woman who's the wife of an Iraq war vet is facing deportation. 39-year-old Alejandra Juarez has been in the country for more than 20 years after escaping violence in Mexico. Her husband says he voted for President Trump in the 2016 election and wrote a letter to Trump requesting a reprieve. If Juarez isn't reprieved, she's going to be deported today. Mark Mayfield, News Radio 1025 WFLA. President Trump says his administration is being hindered by the Russian hoax. Trump's told a, Trump told a rally in Pennsylvania last night he had a great meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin in Helsinki, which is being spoiled by that hoax. Earlier in the day, Trump's national security team warned that Russia is continuing efforts to interfere in U.S. politics. Elsewhere, bud. Yes, sir. You might want to start a GoFundMe page for Charlie Sheen. Why would that be? He is claiming he can't afford child support anymore. The former Two and a Half Men star filed paperwork this week requesting to lower the payments to his ex-wives, Denise Richards and Brooke Muller. He has two daughters with Richards and twin sons with Muller. Court documents say that Sheen claims he has less than $10 million to his name because he's been blacklisted from Hollywood and can't find steady work. Wait a minute. He's, but he's still somewhere near $10 million and he can't afford child support? Under $10 million. Yeah. You know, you drop below eight figures, bud. You know, yeah. you start to worry, you know, yeah. how am I going to pay for my next meal? <laughs> Much less, you know, child support. What a joke he is. The man accused of taking a shark from San Antonio Aquarium swears he's not a criminal. Well, wait a minute. There's surveillance video of this, I think. (laughs) Anthony Shannon claims he took the horned shark over the weekend because he's an activist and believed the shark was in poor condition. Shannon admits what he did was wrong, but vows it was something he had to do to save the shark's life. He was arrested earlier this week, and the shark was returned to the aquarium. Aquarium officials have yet to put the shark back on display. (laughs) And finally, a Corpus Christi, Texas woman is giving her chihuahua a quinceanera. What? A quinceanera. Do we have a translator on staff? I'm almost pronouncing that correctly. (laughs) This is a party typically thrown by people with Latin American origins to celebrate a girl's 15th birthday. Okay. Miranda Sanchez threw the party for her doggy Lupita last weekend to celebrate being the Chihuahua's owner for 15 human years. The party featured ribs, dog treats, and Lupita in a white dress. Oh, lovely. One of Sanchez's friends posted images of the party on Twitter with the post being retweeted more than 16,000 times. Sanchez says she's extremely shocked to see how popular those images are. Probably because she doesn't have any social media accounts. No, probably not. And probably a few friends. You're (laughs) probably right, Alan. Just me and Lapita here partying. (laughs) Alan Spector will be back with more news here throughout the show every Friday in a moment. Analysis of the Trump effect.
And what happens to candidates who align themselves with the president and those who don't? Don't miss it. It's coming up right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Spend a couple of minutes right now getting in touch with the Trump effect. Very interesting what's happening now as the president steps up his campaigning across the country in advance of the midterm elections. Interesting what happens to candidates who align themselves with the president and those who don't. Let's get into the Trump effect as we bring in our News Radio 1025 national correspondent, Michael Bauer, for a couple of minutes. Always great having you with us here, and good Friday morning to you, Michael. Happy Friday, bud, man. Yeah, we know, and you guys know in Florida there better than anybody else yeah. what happens if you go against the Trump effect, right? With Adam Putnam with a double-digit favorite, uh, then you, all of a sudden you've got Ron DeSantis making his way in for gubernatorial candidate, and Trump endorses him. Boom, flip that double-digit thing around, and now, now DeSantis has got the double-digit lead here. And that's just a portion of what happens. If you kind of sniff around and you go, okay, well, maybe this guy, Putnam's a little soft on immigration. He's been a lifelong politician part of that swamp the president wants to drain, that's where that kind of flip occurs. And that even happens for people, bud, that, listen, voters don't even have any idea who Lou Barletta is in Pennsylvania last night. There were voters showing up to the rally with President Trump that had never heard of Lou Barletta, and that's why the president was there. Yeah, now now Lou Barletta, Barletta. right, now he's running for the, um, uh, for Republican Senate, okay? Correct. Right. And and he's like down in the in the average of the polls about sixteen right now. So if there's going to be a positive Trump effect, boy, it better be substantial. But I remember Barletta. I used to have him on in the old afternoon show here when he was the mm-hmm. mayor of Hazelton, Pennsylvania, and he was one of the guys who was extremely tough on illegal immigration years before it became the huge issue it is in this country right now. And uh, he and Trump have been tight, and Trump was there for him last night. And that rally, it was a wild, raucous scene. It most certainly was. And there were people that have been talked to by the press that didn't even know who it was or where Lou stood necessarily on the immigration stance that you're talking about. But that didn't matter. The president was there supporting him, so they wanted to go out and support the president. And more importantly, they were ready to cast their vote. Even after that hour-long uh, rally for the president where he talked about you know, the, 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 the shadow boxing with Putin and then uh, how he felt on fake news, even if you only got in at the very beginning of the president's speech the name Lou Barletta or at the very end of it, right. They're going to recognize that now. They're going to hold on tight to that when they walk into the voting booths come uh, voting day or sometime between now and November when they have to do some research on where it is that Lou stands. They've now been introduced in the fashion that Lou could have never imagined. And that's all a part of this Trump effect as well. So I guess what we're learning here, Bud, is that if you're a Republican and you want to get on the ticket, you also better get on the Trump train. Otherwise, you'll be heading home soon. Boy, absolutely right. Now, Barlett is trying to overcome the lead against um, uh, the sitting Democrat Senator Bob Casey. It'll be very, very interesting. We'll really see the Trump effect on display if he's able to get Barletta over the finish line. It's an important state that the president, surprisingly, was able to win in 2016, helped put him over the top. And, of course, you know, we need to flip some Senate seats, Florida, Pennsylvania, et cetera, Mm -hmm. to hang on to the United States Senate uh, in the November midterms. The Trump effect, very interesting. Any closing thoughts on this, Michael? Uh, last thing that I find completely fascinating here, but and I'm looking forward to, is we know that the Democrats have registered a bunch of voters, but how many of them are actually going to turn out come November and Election Day? That's yet to be seen, but I think that what happens between now and then is going to be very telling, and to see where Trump gets out to rally as well as where he endorses on Twitter are also going to be very fascinating moments leading up to the midterms.
Michael Bauer on the Trump effect. Always a pleasure when you drop by. Have a great weekend. Michael, we'll catch you next time around. Have a great weekend, bud, man. Thank you. Good Friday morning. You know what this is? This is Free Movie Friday. Thanks to our good friends at Adam Tickets. Here's your chance to win free movie tickets. we got new flicks coming out this uh, weekend. we got the new Dinesh D'Souza movie. does some interesting paralleling of Lincoln and Trump, Death of a Nation. The new Christopher Robin movie is out. Disney live action with all the, the poo characters. Um, free movie Friday. Your chance to win free movie tickets. Here's how you do. You need to text Adam tickets now. Text them to text record, R-E-C-O-R-D. R-E-C-O-R-D, or record, either way, spelled the same, to A-T-O-M-1. That's 28661 for your chance to win. And the Adams Ticket app is where you want to be because that's where you can browse movie titles, buy tickets, and oh, so much more. Go check it out. And happy free movie Friday to you from all of us here on the 50,000-watt front porch. Next hour, and we got into this big time right off the top this morning, we, we examined the question that the president has put on the table. Is the media the enemy of the people? I'm telling you, at the White House press briefing yesterday, with that as the focal point, there was a, I don't know, there was some version of a steel cage death match between Sarah Sanders and CNN White House reporter Jim Acosta who hates the president, of course, and by extension is press secretary. We'll play that. The whole thing is posted on the website, thanks to Yaffe at 1025WFLA.com, keyword Budman. Ivanka Trump, the president's daughter, has broken with the president's claim that the media is the enemy of the people. The president has refined his take on that, and we are diving in big time. And I want to know whether you agree with what the president has said. Is the media the enemy of the people? If you want to get in on it early, be my guest by calling in at 407-916-5400 now. Hit the text line 23680. There, standard message and data rates apply. I, As a member of the media for a long, long time, television and radio, I have some thoughts on this that I will share with you, but I really want to hear from the most politically astute audience in talk radio, and you're part of that. So be ready to join the conversation as we roll into hour number three on a Friday with Good Morning Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio. From your cell, hit pound 250, keyword real estate. Alan Spector updating our news on Fridays. Democratic candidates for governor of Florida, they debate again in West Palm Beach. Highlights coming up. And Marco Rubio introduces his take on paid family leave. Good morning from us all at 8 o'clock now. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a beautiful Friday. Glad you've dropped by just in time for an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right here, right now for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning Democrats debate at West Palm. We'll have details coming up in one minute. President says the media is the enemy of the people. Is he right or wrong? My take and yours next on Good Morning Orlando. 8.03 on News Radio 1025. The five Democrats running for governor met in West Palm Beach last night for their final debate before the primary election. 
Philip Levine, businessman and two-term Miami Beach mayor, says he brings a track record of leadership and action. What I think that I bring to voters is somebody that is the best of the private sector mixed with the best of the public sector. What people want are politicians that don't talk about what they're going to do. They want leaders that have actually done things. Former Congresswoman Gwen Graham says she brings a unique combination of experience to the race. I'm a mom, former PTA president, public school official, and I serve Florida in Congress. This is not a drill. It is time to take our state back. The primary election takes place August 28th. Early voting starts August 17th in Orange and Osceola counties and August 18th in Seminole. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A teenager is dead after a standoff with Orange County deputies who had shown up at his home because of outstanding warrants. According to Sheriff Jerry Demings, deputies approached the residents in the Paradise Heights neighborhood near Apopka yesterday, finding both the 19-year-old suspect and his grandmother there. They saw the subject that was wanted inside the home. Uh, at that time, the individual uh, produced a handgun, pointed it at the deputies. They retreated from the front door along with the grandmother. After a tense waiting period, Demings says the suspect came out of the home armed, Deputies hit him with a hard plastic bullet, but he retreated and opened fire from inside the front door of the house. Deputies returned fire and killed him. Five deputies have been placed on paid administrative leave while the standoff is investigated by the FDLE. U.S. Senator Marco Rubio is introducing a paid family leave bill. It creates an option for new parents to pull forward a portion of their Social Security to use for paid parental leave for at least two months after the birth or adoption of a child. The Florida Republican says that what this bill does is important, and so is what it doesn't do. It doesn't raise taxes on a single American. It doesn't place a single mandate on a single business in America. There are no mandates on any business. And it doesn't crowd out, it doesn't replace, it doesn't preclude employers offering benefits or the ones that have already been offered by employers or by states or anyone else. The measure was introduced yesterday and is similar to one introduced by Republican Missouri Congresswoman Ann Wagner. A lot of talk about this hot topic during our 7 o'clock hour this morning, and we'll see how it continues to play out, the Senator Rubio uh, plan on family leave. The FDA says the tainted McDonald's salad outbreak has been linked to salad mixes from a California produce company. Salinas-based Fresh Express was the supplier of the bagged salads tainted with cyclospora parasites. McDonald's had to halt all salad sales at 3,000 franchises as a precaution because of the multi-state outbreak that has sickened almost 400 people. Yeah, it's been a problem for sure. A famous wrestler is celebrating a victory outside the ring. WWE superstar Kane is the new mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. He's a Republican, real name Glenn Jacobs, and he defeated his Democratic opponent by a 2-to-1 margin in yesterday's election. Was that like one fall to a finish or best two out of three? What was that? I'm not sure. <laughs> Whatever it the, was, the, he body slammed him. He won easily. There was a count of three and the bell rang and <laughs> Kane was the winner. <laughs> By the way, uh, Kane, uh, the half-brother of The Undertaker, as if you didn't know. What? W- WFLA News Time is 8.07. <laughs> I don't think they're really half-brothers in real life, though, are they? What do you mean real life? Never mind. <laughs> I didn't know you're a big WWE guy. That's a guilty pleasure of mine. Mine, mine is UFC. 
where those guys just beat each other to a pulp. It's like therapeutic for me. Well, we've got the, then we have Brock Lesnar in common. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, <laughs> WFLA News Time, as I was saying, is 8.08. A woman rams into a car because it had a President Trump bumper sticker on it. That story's online at 1025wfla.com. Gee, that sounds reasonable. Sure. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Alan Spector bringing us the news here. You know, Trump derangement syndrome knows no bounds, and that's a new take on it. Yaffe in the control room. Stephanie, who has brought her carry-on luggage in here this morning, <laughs> what is that thing on your desk in there? What is that? What? It's my new bag, my new purse. Well, what is what? What does it carry? I don't want to get too personal. This thing Honestly, is enormous. Honestly, there's really nothing much in it. Just my headphones, my tanning lotion, my wallet. It's enormous. I know. Well, you need a big bag. It's crowding out Yaffe. He's been backed into a corner. This thing has taken <laughs> over the control room. I don't know. Anyway, lovely bag. You need a ladder to get in and out of it's it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, I thought there'd be a bowling ball inside at least. <laughs> there I mean, I probably be. could. There could be. There could be. Not supposed to ask what a woman has in their purse. But I know. You really that's why I said cardinal. I didn't. I mean, I really don't have anything in it, so okay, go well, for it. They got room for everything in <laughs> I it. I do. Yes, just in case. You know, ne- if, if everything suddenly appears at once, you'll be ready to accommodate it. Yep. Ne- next, we can ask Stephanie how old she is. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I don't> <laughs> how much she weighs. Yep. Oh, God. Stop. Get no, it all no, out no, there. No, 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 no. I'm, all right, I'm backing off here. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make fun of your bag, but it's the biggest doggone bag I ever saw in my life. I, I swear to God, if you're going on Frontier Airlines, that's 35 bucks to get that thing on the plane. Oh, it better not be. <laughs> Somehow I don't I don't see Stephanie flying Frontier. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't do that. Yeah, she's too upscale. All right. Okay. All right. Enough of picking on a screener. Hopefully she'll still be taking calls. I'm not sure. If she'll maybe she will if she, you know, chooses not to blame you and blame me for the abuse here. Uh four oh seven nine one six fifty four hundred text line two three six eight zero. President's been saying the press is the enemy of the people. Yesterday it all exploded in the White House briefing room, and I want to know whether you're not you think he's right. When he says that, that the press has become the enemy of the people. He refined it some yesterday. I'm glad he did. But I think he uh, he makes some valid points uh, in this administration, the way the press, a lot of it, is behaving. So we'll get into that controversy as we did earlier in the show for those of you who weren't with us then. And we'll do it right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. And Ivanka's comments triggered... As close as you'll see to an all-out war in the White House press room yesterday during the briefing being conducted by White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders. And um, suddenly, CNN White House reporter and Trump hater Jim Acosta went after Sanders. And as you'll hear, she was ready. I think it would be a good thing if you were to say right here uh, at this briefing that the press, the people who are gathered in this room right now, uh, doing their jobs every day, asking questions of officials like the ones you brought forward earlier, are not the enemy of the people. I, I, I think we 
we deserve that. I think the president has made his position known. I also think it's ironic. I'm, I'm trying to answer your question. Okay. Well, I, I politely waited, and I even called on you, despite the fact that you interrupted me while calling on your colleague. Well, I said it's ironic. Which is why I interrupted. I'm trying. But if you, if you finish, if you would not mind letting me have a follow-up, that would be fine. But it's ironic. Jim, uh, that not only you and the media attack the president for his rhetoric uh, when they frequently lower the level of conversation in this country. Repeatedly, repeatedly, the media resorts to personal attacks without any content other than to incite anger. Uh, the media has attacked me personally on a number of occasions, including your own network, said I should be harassed as a life sentence, that I should be choked. ICE officials are not welcomed in their place of worship and personal information is shared on the Internet. When I was hosted by the Correspondents Association, of which almost all of you are members of, you brought a comedian up to attack my appearance and call me a traitor to my own gender. In fact, as I know, um, I'm as far as I know, I'm the first press secretary in the history of the United States that's required Secret Service protection. The media continues to ratchet up the verbal assault against the president and everyone in this administration. And certainly we have a role to play, but the media has a role to play for the discourse in this country as well. And, and sir, if you don't mind, if I, if, wait, hold on, if I may follow up, if I may follow up, excuse me, you did not say in the course of those remarks that you just made that the press is not the enemy of the people. Are we to take it from what you just said? We all get put through the ringer. We all get put in the meat grinder in this town, and you're no exception. And I'm sorry that that happened to you. I wish that that, that had not happened. But for, for the sake of this, this room, the people who are in this room, this democracy, this country, all the people around the world are watching what you're saying, Sarah, and the White House for the United States of America, the President of the United States should not refer to us as the enemy of the people. His own daughter acknowledges that, and all I'm asking you to do, Sarah, is to acknowledge that right now and right here. I, I appreciate your passion. I share it. Um, I've addressed this question. I've addressed my personal feelings. I'm here to speak on behalf of the president. He's made his comments clear. Jim Acosta versus Sarah Sanders yesterday. All of that is posted so you can see what you've been hearing on the website, 1025wfla.com, keyword Budman. Trump tweeting on this. They asked my daughter Ivanka whether or not the media is the enemy of the people. Here's where he's refined his statement a bit. She correctly said no. It is the fake news, bold caps which is a large percentage of the media that is the enemy of the people. And I really think they are. I really think that they are under this administration. But it's not all the media. Heck, I'm part of the media. I'm not the enemy of the people. I'm not the enemy of the president, for God's sakes. And there are a lot of very good, straight-shooting, responsible media outlets out there. But there is an unprecedented number of media outlets right now that are just committed to undermining and destroying this president and this presidency. You look at the at the polling out there, 90% of the coverage of Trump is negative. He brings some of that on his own, there's no doubt about it. But listen to this, 85% of journalists vote Democrat. 90% of journalists who donated to campaigns in 2016 donated to Hillary, not to Trump. What does that tell you? The halls of academia, colleges across this country, run largely by extreme left-wing professors. These classes, you got to toe the line or you're going to flunk out. People who want to go into journalism school come out of that liberal soup, and they're left-wing from the get-go, and it never stops. And that's the reality. 
Having said that, it is too broad a brush, and I'm glad the president narrowed it here, to say that the media, meaning all the media, is the enemy of the people. But the fake news operations, absolutely. I've got one of our liberals on the line. I've got other callers on the line. I want to get your take on this. Time for me to be quiet and tell you that we'll update Orlando's news weather and traffic in two minutes and then hear from you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Let's go to the uh, phones on the uh, question of the day. Off the president's comments, since refined a bit that the media are the enemy of the people. Let me slide over to the left side of the 50,000-watt front porch and pick up one of our liberal friends. Susan, good morning from Castleberry. Thanks for waiting. Yes, hi, Bud. Good morning. How good morning. are you? I'm very well. Nice to have you with me. Yeah, I just think that what the so-called fake media should do, which in Trump's mind is almost all of them except Fox, is the next time he has a rally, don't show up because he craves media attention like the way I crave chocolate. And I want to end this by saying Jim Acosta rocks. You like Acosta? I love Jim Acosta. This guy's making himself the news much, much too much. What? Don't you think? <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. He's making the news about him, I think. I think the guy is obsessed. You talk about craving attention. No, he's, I think he's that's a, Acosta. He's a tough guy. I've I seen what happened to him at that Trump rally in Tampa, those people were rabid. They were like rabid dogs. I was concerned for his safety, but he still held his ground. All right, Susan, thank you. You know what? Fake news doesn't show up. Fine, that's great. They don't run the rallies anyway. Only Fox puts the rallies on the air. They go cover the rally, but don't put the rally on the air. You know? I'm fine if they don't show up. Brad, you're in Winter Park. Go ahead on this topic here, whether or not the media, in fact, is the enemy of the people. Hey, bud, uh, I just want to make it a very clear and concise point. Even in their defending themselves, they're doing fake news. And by that, I mean they control the narrative so that when Trump's initial point, like when he said some Mexicans, they changed it to all. And when he said fake news is the enemy of the people, they changed it to all media. That's how crafty and devious they are. And your previous caller, Susan, she's just drinking that up to her. CNN and Jim Acosta is God. But what they don't realize is, is when they make the Hitler references and they say that's the first thing Hitler did, they don't understand. Hitler controlled the press very much the same way the liberals control the press in this country. They, everything is opposite. I, I, I'm a student of this, so I watch it for 30 years. But I'm telling you, it's so devious the way they change little things contributing to that fake news mantra. And that's why the recent polls show the majority of Americans don't trust CNN and MSNBC. Thank you, Brad. Powerful call. Did you hear that, Susan? All right, go ahead on the text line, please. Yaffe. Uh, yes, but one person says the press is smarting right now because they've never encountered a Republican president who actually fights back and then says, Viva la Trump! So there you go. Very excited about Trump there. Another person says the mainstream media is totally in bed with the Democratic Party to take this country to socialism. So a lot of people agree with Trump on our text line. Yeah, we're going to stay on the story here as the drama continues to unfold. And if you want to see the steel cage death match between Sarah Sanders and Jim Acosta, go to the website. Yeah, he's got it posted for you. 1025WFLA.com, keyword Budman. Now, inspectors, come on down the hallway here to get us up to date at the bottom of the hour and a much-anticipated day as the United States Space Program heads for a new chapter. NASA makes a big announcement at the Johnson Space Center in Houston this morning. 
The space agency will tell us which astronauts will fly on the two test flights of private U.S. spacecraft. Two U.S. companies, SpaceX and Boeing, have been developing their own spacecraft capable of transporting humans, part of NASA's commercial crew programs. These companies will be working for NASA at a lower rate than what Russia charges for spacecraft transportation to bring American astronauts to and from the International Space Station. NASA has selected veteran space flyers Sunita Williams, Eric Bowe, Bob Behnken, and Doug Hurley to be the first to fly aboard these space taxis. NASA today will say which two will fly on SpaceX's Dragon, and who flies on Boeing's CST-100 Starliner. Eben Brown, Fox News. Meanwhile, SpaceX test-fired a Falcon 9 booster at Cape Canaveral Air Force Station yesterday. That rocket is scheduled for launch next Tuesday at 1.18 in the morning. It'll be carrying an Indonesian communication satellite into orbit. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Florida's three-day back-to-school tax-free holiday is underway. James Miller of the Florida Retail Federation says only one shopping weekend is busier. It's always the second busiest shopping holiday behind Black Friday, which uh, tells you, uh, you know, I don't know if Black Friday is ever really going <laughs> to be uh, knocked off that top throne just because it's been such a almost an institution now for so many years. But back to school is definitely popular. Sales tax will not be collected this weekend on clothing items selling for $60 or less and on school supplies costing $15 or less. But this year, computers are not included. A Tampa woman and wife of an Iraq war vet faces deportation. 39-year-old Alejandra Juarez has been in the country for more than 20 years after escaping violence in Mexico. Her husband says he voted for Donald Trump in the 2016 election and wrote a letter to the president requesting a reprieve. If Juarez is not reprieved, she'll be deported today. Governor Rick Scott won't say whether there will be an investigation into conduent the vendor that masked up uh, SunPass. But Scott insists the SunPass toll processing problems will be fixed. We're holding the vendor accountable. Um, they were not paying them. We're finding out exactly what happened. But the way, if you look at the process, what you want to do, let's go fix the problem, and then we'll find out what happened to try to make sure it never happens again. Scott says the Department of Transportation will reimburse SunPass users of any overdraft fees caused by the mess. When asked if he's been politically supported by Conduent, the governor responded that Campaign donors know what he stands for, and there is no conflict of interest. People living near a dam in Lynchburg, Virginia, are being told to move to higher ground. Evacuations were ordered after authorities warned that College Lake Dam is in danger of failing. The dam has been overflowing and is on the brink of failure because of heavy rainfall. If it breaks, parts of the Lynchburg area could be under 17 feet of water in a matter of minutes. Elsewhere, bud. What do you got, Alan? It's time once again... For name that band, we, yes, we let's tried play. this twice last week. You, oh. you were—I hate to remind you—but you were zero for two on the Beatles, and uh, I whiffed on a song that they did before they were famous. Not fair! You are—you well, just made me look bad. You I mean, to, to, you want me to throw? I want to hold your hand out there and say, "Oh, guess who this is?" Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Whatever it takes to make the host look like he knows what he's doing here. Well, that's uh, <laughs> that's a full-time job. You know. <laughs> well, go ahead. What are we playing again here? Uh, name that band. Go ahead. All right, here you go. Teach your children well. Their father's hell did slowly go by and feed. All right, what do you think? I love that. I'm no good at this. I feel like I've heard them. I love the harmonies. I'm... It's three, it's three guys. 
three guys. Well, it's, it's not the Kingston Trio, obviously. <laughs> not that kind of instrumentation. <laughs> Try to keep it within the last half century, if you can. Well, well, okay. <laughs> Crosby. Stills and Nash. There you go. All right. You got two-thirds of it. Who says I, you don't know music? We all need a little I help no now I had no idea. Then. That's for sure. You had no idea? No. Uh, well, that song was a hit in 1970, and uh, Yaffe was about like minus 30 then. <laughs> you did not keep it in this half, the last 50 years by much, did you? All well, right. Anything else? No, that's it. No, no but, <laughs> I have a reason for, a for bringing that up. I was just wondering. Teacher Children was written by Graham Nash of Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Uh, the overtly political clip. He's actually uh, released a new animated video for the uh, song Teacher Children. It's uh, referred to as an overtly uh, political clip, which parallels the social justice issues the country faced in the 1960s with those confronting the USA Today. Uh, Nash actually wrote the song when he was a member of the Hollies. All right. But that group never recorded it. So he's, uh, you know, so he's a left winger. Could be. Is that right? Well, how do you expect me to know that? <laughs> you don't know left-wing musical artists? Absolutely you, not. You just shut that entire... <laughs> I, I got a filter. Uh, I can't even hear them. Apparently. <laughs> well, may, maybe this will get your attention. Go ahead. It's a story about beer. Gin it might. Guinness is opening its first brewery in America in more than 60 years. The Guinness Open Gate Brewery and Barrel House is set to open in Baltimore County, Maryland today which also happens to be International Beer Day. According to the Guinness website, the tap room will be open with a limited menu selection for now. The restaurant officially opens late this month. I'm not much of a beer drinker, and, and, and that, that stuff's a little bit too heavy for me. But, boy, folks who really love beer love Guinness, and to have it being made stateside is pretty cool. And uh, finally, two of the biggest names in golf will participate in a head-to-head -head battle over Thanksgiving weekend. Did you hear about this? No, I did not. ESPN's reporting Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson will be competing for a $10 million purse. Winner take all. The event is set to take place at the Shadow Creek Golf Course in Las Vegas. My, that's amazing. That's amazing. Both Ty of them have seen their... They're better days, but they're huge names, and for a long time, they didn't get along at all. Apparently, they've mended fences since Tiger's come back. Well, I'm happy to see Tiger and Phil get a chance at $10 million because, yeah. you know, neither one knows where their next yacht is coming from. <laughs> so they really need the yeah, cash. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I can't imagine. That, that's Thanksgiving weekend? Yes, it is. All right. Good deal. Always uh, give thanks when Alan Spector is here on Fridays because... I don't know what I'd do if there weren't anybody sitting here to do the news. And you're here, and you're awesome. Alan, have a great weekend. Thanks, Thanks bud. buddy. All right, coming up in a moment, we're playing. We're not playing Name the Band, but we are playing Sound Judgment, and it does have a musical theme to it. I'm going to guess right. the Kingston Trio. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Somebody we all know, all love, has been around a long time, still singing, still performing. Stay tuned. If you haven't played and won the sound judgment game in 30 days, if you haven't won it in 30 days, company rules, you're eligible, but you got to call in right now. Get on the 50,000-watt front porch. By the way, if you love the music of Fleetwood Mac, and I do, and I know you do as well, there's a live performance of legendary Fleetwood Mac hits at Hard Rock Orlando this weekend and you are going on us if you're our winner. 
And if that's not what you would like, somebody else will love you if you give them the tickets you win. 407-916-5400. Sound judgment coming up next right after we update Atlanta's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Time for the sound judgment game. It's coming right up. We got contestants on the line playing for this great prize. Let's talk about that, shall we, Steph? That's right, bud. So today, our winner gets a pair of free tickets to this weekend's Incredible Classic Albums Live show at the Hard Rock Live at Universal Studios, featuring all the music from Fleetwood Mac's Legendary Rumors album, Performed Live. For tickets and more information, visit 1025wfla.com, keyword tickets. Okay, and while we're talking music, are you ready? We're going to play the game right now. I have an open line for you. Somebody's cell just dropped off, 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. If you can't get in, um, when we we have a wrong answer, we open a line, and you can still win if you grab it quickly at 407-916-5400. Birthday wishes today for Tony Bennett, one of the very best and certainly most durable singers of all time. I want you to listen to a little sound of Tony singing his signature song, Then use your sound judgment to tell me how old Tony Bennett is today. I left my heart in San Francisco. How old is Tony Bennett today? Let's go to line one. You're up. Go ahead, line one. 75? No. Older. 407-916-5400. Tony Bennett turns how old today? Line two. 96? No. Younger than that. 407-916-5400. Line three. How old is Tony Bennett? 85. No. Older than that. 407-916-5400. Between 85 and 96. Line four. You're up next. Take it away. Line four. 92. Yes. Born on this date in 1926. Congratulations, my friend. You're going to the Hard Rock concert with all the best of the Fleetwood Mac music. You love that? I hope. Have we lost him? Are you there? All right. Well, we'll try to work that out. But at any rate, that's the answer. Born on this date, August 3rd, 1926. Still going. He's got a a concert schedule. Look up on the website, and he's going to perform in Phoenix, Arizona this week and go all across the country. Wish he were coming here. At any rate, look who is here. Moira, good morning to you. Hi, good morning. Tony Bennett is also a prolific painter. A fabulous painter. Isn't he? Absolutely right. And he still sings well, and he's still out there. It's quite remarkable. It It truly is. Indeed. And so are you with your Moira's Mixed Company. I'm not quite 92, bud, but I'm getting there. No, not even (laughs) near it. But you've got this Moira's Mixed Company concept here. And uh, on the third Friday every month, we have you from 3 to 6 in the afternoon over from WTKS in the Phillips file. And you talk about topics that you can't talk about in mixed company. Just billboard this. We'll go to a break and come back. What's the topic this month? This month, it's diversity and religion as we talk to yeah. uh, clergy from all manner of uh, religions. The big three for sure. Yeah. All right. All ahead. I'm going to learn all about this month's Moira's Mixed Company coming right up after we update Atlanta's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. <laughs> Before we leave you for the weekend, I want to get you primed for the latest edition of Moira's Mixed Company. And Moira from WTKS um, joins us here on our air one 
Friday a month, and it's coming up on the 17th, and we're going to kind of set the table for it. And it's an amazing three-hour production, unlike anything else in Central Florida radio, focused on one of those topics that you just never talk about in mixed company. And in this case, religion, right, Moira? It is religion. You've heard the joke that starts, a rabbi, a pastor, and an imam walk into a bar. Well, that's kind of what this show is based around. There are there's a rabbi, a pastor, and an imam who call themselves the three wise guys. And they will be on the show, as well as people who are free thinkers or atheists. There will be people there from evangelical churches and all different people of faith who will be talking about are we more alike or are we more different? Is there is it a wedge that divides us, our faith, or is it something that brings us all together? Oh, this ought to be interesting, and that mm-hmm. may may could be explosive. You never know when well, people get into talking about religion like that. That's true. And how we interact with even the, the news of the day, the headlines of the day, sure. different people. Well, re- religious liberty is a big issue under the Trump administration right now. That There's is no correct. question about it. First Amendment rights to exercise you know, your freedom of religion. And, and do uh, and we then, lump all people as one, th- as, as bad, yeah. you know, and that, that's something that concerns me. So when we talk about spirituality or religion, diversity, those kind of things, anytime you use a broad brush and you say all people of faith are one thing, that, that all, that to me is a red flag. Well, I think we all have that perception largely out of ignorance. We sort of know our faith and we know virtually nothing about other now, this is great. The concept of Moira's Mixed Company is this. She spends one hour right here in the studio on the 50,000-watt front porch. She's sitting right next to me now. That's correct. And, and then you go to the big audience uh, that you have in the big studio down That's the hallway. Right. We call it uh, the Mopra Studio, Moira and Oprah mixed yeah. together. Yes, kind of like that concept and, of walking and, around interviewing people. We have people up on the dais. I'm walking around asking questions. We're giving away things. I mean, I'm not giving away a car like Oprah. You get a car and you get a car. But I am giving away stuff. <laughs> Every time we do a program, there are always giveaways. Um, and this time it should be, you know, every um, uh, panelist is bringing people. Uh, in the for the audience, so we have a very diverse audience already assembled. But we have openings for people who would like to be part of this uh, audience participation from four until six on August seventeenth. That's a Friday afternoon, and the way you get your seat or reserve your ticket is to go to moirasmixedcompany.com and there is a link you click on it you fill out your name and particulars and presto you're you're in the in the audience and yaffe i think we have a link to it uh on our website as well 1025wfla.com keyword moira Mm -hmm. right and it'll take you where you need to go and you could be a part of the studio audience we've had very you know we've had when we talked about things like guns right after the parkland shooting in march back in march there were people who had very different opinions in the audience and we have figured out that we can have uh adult uh interesting respectful conversation even if we're on different sides of a topic there's not a whole lot of that out there these days and i like the idea that you're committed to that as opinionated as i know you are on about every subject that there could be i think it's great you're bringing together people from the great faiths here and welcoming conversation among everybody here i'm a person of faith i know you're a person of faith absolutely we're going to have an audience full and and then there are people of no faith and they also get some respect, and we will have all of that together on Moira's Mixed Company Friday, August 17th. Two weeks from this yes, afternoon, right. 3 to 6 on WFLA. Thanks, Thank you, Moira. Thank you. God bless you, and have a nice weekend. And to you. All right. Time's gone. Thanks. Have a great weekend. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.